Okay, we're ready. Everyone's ready? Yes, ready as we'll ever be. Excellent. Okay. Welcome back, everyone, to Rid Your Public Library's official podcast, part of the story. I am one of your hosts today, Sage Black. And I'm Claire Brown. And I'm Sarah Spur. Today we're doing year-end wrap-up. Yes, year-end for one of the best years yet. Yeah, right? 2022 is coming, so at least that's something. (laughs) We'll see. It's funny, I I saw on Twitter someone was just like, oh, I see no one saying like, oh, 2022 is going to be like the best year yet. So everyone has like really high expectations. So And I feel like it's one of those things now we've hyped it too much. Now we've hyped it too much. I know. I've also seen memes that they're like 2022, like like the sequel. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's just rude, is what that is. So pretty accurate. So yeah. So we did lists as we do year end. Last year, Sarah and I did a wrap up, which was obviously an amazing year end wrap up because I think it went pretty well yep (laughs) there's a lot of time to do a lot of reading watching and listening so exactly which is our favorite thing we love Mm -hmm. wrapping up the pod like that so we thought what did we enjoy this year and because I mean our listeners will know that Sage and I whenever we do a list we break our own rules and (laughs) we've brought Sarah into that fray breaking the rules so we're going to just start this. We're going to start with our fives. We're probably going to have honorable mentions. There's going to be a lot of content discussed. Get your pens and papers. Get your notes app ready because these are highly recommended pieces of content from three people that know the best, right? Yes. Am I hyping it too much? I'm hyping a it little too bit. much. <laughs> Those are big shoes to fill, Claire. Yeah, it's going to be good though. Speaking of though, let's start with Sarah. What are you putting in your top five, number five position? Uh, so Bo Burnham's Inside, just because I got my yes. Spotify rewind and like, <laughs> 5% Bo Burnham and then the rest regular music. And I was like, oh, was it a rough year? <laughs> Indeed. I can't but, believe uh, I didn't even have that on my long list because I also Spotify told on me. Big time. Yeah. Well, and I was like, I was listening to my year-end wrap-up and it's like normal music, normal music. And then just like one of those like really weird introspective, you know, <laughs> make you think about everything. And you're like, this is a weird vibe to have, but I guess, I guess that's what we're going for for 21. So <laughs> that sounds yeah. good. And for people that don't know, so Bo Burnham is typically a comic. He is a singing comic, which sounds strange, but it works for him. And he had his latest special inside on Netflix. Probably yeah, not something you can get at the library ever. Netflix doesn't like to share like that. <laughs> uh, it is on YouTube. Like it doesn't have a lot of the like speaking part in the middle, but all of the songs are on YouTube Yeah, uh, on his channel. So it's not like someone uploaded it on YouTube illegally, but like <laughs> it's his own content. Most of it is there. Yeah. yeah. And it's excellent. I watched it a few times, probably more times than I should have, especially when considering Spotify also told on me. Uh, I think he was <laughs> definitely on my top artist list. <laughs> yeah, Sage being conspicuously quiet. I guess Spotify didn't tell on you. <laughs> no, my Spotify was pretty accurate. <laughs> for the for like the two years before this year, my brother was also using my Spotify. So my rap was just like the most horrendous, like <laughs> gym songs which are good but not when you're like driving in the car and this like crazy screamo song comes on so this year it was actually like it was all me it was all of my music 
and it was as expected you know that's good yeah what's in your what's in your fifth place sage what's number five for you let me look I I wrote down too many I didn't even (laughs) put them in a list I just wrote down what I could think of um I'll do number five was one that I read actually pretty recently um that I really enjoyed it was my first Colleen Hoover book Mm. Anyone going to clap for me? Thank you. I, no? I'm clapping inside. I'm clapping outside. I just don't want to make a weird sound um, for our audience. <laughs> she's been, she's gotten very popular recently. Like yeah, all of her stuff talk. is going out like crazy. Yeah. Um, But this one I read by her Verity. Uh, it's like, it's, it's a little bit of romance in there, a little bit of spicy romance, but uh, the overarching theme is more like a psychological thriller. Um, so basically this Uh, like up and coming writer Uh, she gets this offer to um, finish a series for this like super famous author who got injured um, in an accident and can't finish uh, like can't complete the contract with her um, publisher so they hire um, the main character to come and finish it so she gets to their house she's going through the office to find all of her like notes to try to piece together like some sort of plot to finish the books and she finds this uh like this manifesto written by the author and it's wasn't intended for anyone to read because it's just this um autobiography of all this horrible stuff that she's done (laughs) so (laughs) she's kind of reading this and figure like deciding if she should tell the husband of the woman who was in the accident because now she's kind of falling for him and the wife is still there and kind of like (laughs) palliative care so it's it's a weird it's a it's a bit of a weird one, but it was really, really good. And I'm not like a huge romance reader, but it was really good in this. There was some spicy bits, got a little steamy, um, <laughs> but the, the the thriller part was also really well done. So I enjoyed that one quite a bit, actually. I will say a disclaimer for our listeners who might have seen Colleen Hoover's name come up because on social media, she is kind of exploding at present. Mm-hmm. She's typically like a proper, like quote unquote romance author, like genre fiction. So I think if you start with Verity and then you go to the other ones, you'll be like, what's, what's happening? What's going on? Yeah. (laughs) Because typically she's more like contemporary romance Mm -hmm. style. So like she definitely, I think, stretched her, her writing and her audience with that one. But again, super popular, but I thought a little disclaimer, little disclaimer. Yeah, it was, it was pretty 18 plus (laughs) in some parts. Oh, I've never actually read any of her books. So like, I might have to pick one up now. That actually sounds pretty good. This one, this one, I read it in a day with a nap in between. <laughs> so after our day. book slump talk. So there yes. you are. Yeah. So there we go. Loyal That's listeners. usually how it goes. <laughs> so my number five is I'm already breaking the rules, ladies, because it's two <laughs> it's, it's Okay. <laughs> so it's my return to theater visits. And when I say theater, mm-hmm. I mean, movie theater and not like you know the theater theater highbrow yeah so two movies that I saw in theater this year and I do like how they're dealing with COVID at the theater Mm -hmm. you get to like choose your seat you show your little vax pass you're like you know good to go so not that I've gone to a lot because again it's been a slow year a little bit for movies but I saw No Time to Die which was Daniel Craig's last entry in his James Bond life and then I also saw Dune And let me just tell you, two excellent movies to see in the theater. Dune especially, like it's a Denis Villeneuve-directed film. He did like Blade Runner 2049, for example. So just beautiful cinematography, excellent visuals, really looks great on the big screen. And I miss the theater. I liked going 
like I used to go nearly every week. So to have at least two this year was really a treat. And so they make it to my list as a tie because I couldn't just choose one, even though I think Dune might edge James Bond just because really, yeah, I'm not like, I like James Bond, but I'm not like James Bond, you know, it's not, it's not my whole thing. And so Dune is coming out with a part two in 2023, I think. Um, so it's good and it, I think it's inspired me to read the book I'm gonna be one of those people reading Dune oh. <laughs> it's so hard like I tried to read it when I saw the movie was coming out and like I think I made it like halfway through and I was like not for me no thank you really I've heard that too it, I didn't even bother really trying <laughs> we're gonna see we're gonna see so let's go back the other way I'll do my four and then Sage then Sarah we'll just like we'll totally just mess ourselves up. Does that Perfect. sound good? <laughs> yep, sounds great. <laughs> so my next thing is like books. Well, it's an author specifically, but two books that I read of hers this year that didn't come out this year, but I like rediscovered her. So it's Catherine Center and she, her, the two books that I read from her this year and I read them fairly back to back was What You Wish For and Happiness for Beginners. And though her books seem to have a thread of romance through them I would not call them romance like as genre fiction I would say they're more just like regular literary fiction that happen to have romance in them but just extremely heartfelt writing really exploring some interesting themes and some interesting backstories for their characters Um, not afraid to get a little controversial not afraid to get a little bit real. Um, In one of her books, one of her characters is dealing with the fallout of a school shooting as a teacher and like just highly emotional, really great reads, characters that you care about. I did cry at Happiness for Beginners, which seems weird (laughs) when the title is Happiness for Beginners, but just beautifully written stuff. Like she is definitely on a list of authors for me that can do no wrong. I've now read all of her books. They are, they have for me been five-star reads. Um, They're just fantastic. The covers are gorgeous as well. Um, Her oldest book is Happiness for Beginners, but was reissued with this new cover style that uh, her publisher seems to be doing. But just absolutely gorgeous. I cannot recommend her enough. She got a little bit popular um, at the beginning of the year. And I hope that that continues. It's just, it's such fantastic writing. So I would definitely recommend. I haven't heard of her before. She's like, yeah, she's great. And not my normal vein, right? So Mm -hmm. like, I mean, enough of my normal vein, but like. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you you know, know. a sprinkle of. Exactly. Very interesting. Is there like high drama in it or is it um it's more like slice of life like the characters seem real their trials and tribulations are very much rooted in reality obviously some things are sort of like hyper you know exposed because you're like you need the drama for the book type of thing but in terms of like the characters their relationships just their emotions they deal you know with anxiety depression like all of that stuff they just they seem like real people and you can't help but just be connected to them because human (laughs) that's really cute (laughs) yeah it's they're really they're really excellent sage where are you going with your number four pick my number four let me peruse my list here 
Um, I'm going to jump to a podcast. Oh, nice. One that I've been enjoying this year. Um, Dark History with Bailey Sarian. I've talked about it before. (laughs) Are you familiar, Sarah? I am a huge fan. <laughs> Me too. I, I first started like, cause she did, did the uh, murder mystery makeup Mondays on her YouTube channel where she talks about true crime while she does her like fantastic makeup. She always has like the coolest back um, rounds like that she decorates and everything for the different seasons and holidays and stuff. Um, and so she started this dark history podcast. So basically just like kind of going into the world of uh, kind of history they don't teach you in school. Um, in the U.S. and all of the very dark stuff that has happened where you you like know about it but you don't really know about it and she just you know the of, Disney version of it exactly yeah the yeah. Disney version um yeah so <laughs> just super dark past in the U.S. and the world and stuff and uh, yeah I really like the way she tells stories especially watching her on YouTube like she just she tells the stories as if she was like there and she like knows the people and she <laughs> she tells it in a really funny way and sometimes you're kind of like is she joking or is she like kind of being, cause she's very silly with it. Um, but I just really love her and she, I think she's a really good storyteller and I really like, I really enjoy that podcast. So dark history. Nice. That's a good mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. Sarah, where are you with your number four? Uh, so I have a book series, uh, the good girl's guide to murder. By yes. Holly- mm-hmm. Co-side, co-side, co-side. <laughs> so I finished uh, the series I guess in July, I listened to the audiobooks for all three and like, they're so well done. Cause like when she's interviewing people, it's like uh, another voice actor. Like it's almost like an audio production at that point. Sweet. And it's, it's so well done. The stories, like each book has a different story she's following and it's, they're all connected. You find out in the end through this one little streamline, but they're, entertaining they keep on the edge of your seat like they're lovable characters it's just a lot of fun I really enjoyed it and for a YA like sort of mystery-esque series Mm -hmm. never talking down to the audience like presenting a really well-crafted clearly um, well-planned mystery series and it's I agree I can't believe I didn't make that to my list either. I feel like <laughs> my long list is missing some things. My goodness. It's hard when you try to remember everything and you're like writing it all down and there's there's going to be stuff that's missed. So true. I know. So it's good that these, that there are two other people here. Yeah. <laughs> I know I sat down to write like the list and I was like, I forgot every movie I watched in 2021. <laughs> yeah. it's like, did I even watch anything on my TV? <laughs> I feel like I don't have anything, but I do. I need a Goodreads, but for like movies and TV, because yes. like Goodreads, I haven't that's seen, what I went through. Why hasn't like, anyone made that yet? Well, they have I'm different sure things. There is. It's I'm just sure not there is. quite the same. Like I just, I want it to be the exact same interface as Goodreads. Mm. Like Good I don't want to learn something new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Sarah, you're taking us to number three straight away. Ooh, uh, so I have Bridgerton. And I'm also breaking a rule because I have three things that go with that. So there's the TV show on Netflix and the book series. And then there was a podcast I listened to afterward called Undressing Bridgerton, where they broke down every episode after you watched it. And they talked about like the costuming and the drama behind the set. And that's super cool. Yeah. So like when Bridgerton came out I was like really into it because it's like historical romance it's about a duke and uh this family of I believe there's Vickers or Visconts is what they are oh yeah and um 
Viscounts. Thank you. I was like, <laughs> it, it's not. A it team. starts with a V. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so they each one of the books is about one of the siblings in this family. And Netflix has took the first book and made the first series uh, about the first couple in the book, which is the Duke and I. And um, it's a really good series. I I finished it this year and it was excellent. Um, my favorite one is the fourth one and it's called uh, An Offer from a Gentleman. That's the third one. And I agree. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it has, it's like a Cinderella retelling and it's my favorite one. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, and then the podcast just like breaks it down and it's amazing. <laughs> Cause so I was like, like all a- Bridgerton content all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. And like season two or like series two however you want to say like because really they're mini series because they will focus on the different sibling and their love interest in their lives going forward I feel like it comes out soon am I mistaken yeah I I think they were saying like November maybe not November I think it came out in December last year it came out December so I'm hoping that by the end of this month we'll be seeing Bridgerton number two fingers crossed fingers crossed (laughs) it should be good Yes. I'll, I'll be keeping my ear out for it. <laughs> <laughs> Sage, what are you slotting in for number three? Oh, number three. I'll go with, it's a manga that I just started reading, actually, as recommended by one of our coworkers. Um, but it's called Chainsaw Man by Tatsuki Fujimoto. Um, very, very good. Um, I haven't read a ton of manga before. Like, this is the first one that I've actually, like, started from the beginning um, because we actually have... Uh, I think up to volume seven in the library in our collection so far. Yep. Um, and I think there's 10 or 11 out because it's quite a new, quite a new story. Um, but it's really, really good. It's about this um, boy named Denji, this teen, and he's super poor. Um, his dad passed away and owed a bunch of debts to um, like the Japanese like mafia, that type of thing. Mm. Um, and so basically she, he became a demon killer to make money for who he owed the money for and so essentially it's the story of him he has this little devil dog named Pochita um that like helps him fight other little demons um (laughs) to get money and uh basically in the first like few chapters um he gets backstabbed by someone who was close to him gets killed but this his little devil dog um kind of merges with him so he comes back to life and now he's like half devil half boy um and it sounds like a little like you'd be like okay I'm not sure about this but it once you get reading it it is like it does get pretty deep and there are like some pretty good plots going on um but yeah I'm really enjoying it so far I haven't read a ton of manga um but the art style is phenomenal like they always are Uh, and the storyline is pretty good too so I'm enjoying that one and you can get it at the library so yes and we'll continue to get the new episodes books volumes chapters volumes yeah volumes (laughs) I think there's about 10 or 11 out so far and we have up to seven at the library and sometimes it can seem daunting to start a manga that is you know 50 or 60 deep it can like some could be you know so big so to get in on one that's just as it's starting yeah infant yeah literally so yeah it can seem less daunting as a series for sure and it doesn't take you that long to read them because it would take you like 30 minutes to get through one chapter if that and you're like okay on to the next so yeah it's pretty pretty easy way to consume consume a good story so I'd recommend it 
And that goes also with one of our reading slump recommendations, which is read a graphic novel or something a little exactly. shorter to get you out. And also probably different genres. <laughs> it seems than shorter until too. there's like 40 volumes. Right. And you're like, well, yeah. I'm in too deep. <laughs> I can't stop brain. now. But yeah, what about you, Claire? What do you got? My third one, and this was on my list, like literally as the second thing that I remembered that I loved this year. <laughs> my first thing is my first thing. <laughs> um, so it's Mayor of Easttown, which is an HBO um, limited series that played uh, in the summer-ish time. Um, and we do have the DVDs at the library. I just saw them recently. So they have come in. And it's about, so Kate Winslet stars as Mayor, um, who lives in Easttown, if you can believe it, um, <laughs> which is like a suburb um, and she's a police detective. And about 25 years ago-ish, she was like a basketball star. So she's well-known in her community. She's well-respected. The year prior to us joining her journey in, in the limited series, a girl has gone missing. She's the police detective. The girl who's gone missing is um, the daughter of a woman that she did play basketball with 25 years ago. So like they've known each other since forever. She couldn't find the daughter, couldn't figure out what happened. There are no answers. So you open with her sort of slightly ostracized in the community, like at odds with this sort of childhood friend and another girl in the first episode is killed. So the, it's a series long mystery. So it's, are these two girls connected? Why was this second girl killed? Why wasn't the body of the first girl found? And it's also her interpersonal stuff. She lives um, across the sort of street from her ex-husband. Why did their marriage fail when they seem to sort of, you know, get along okay? Her kids, um, there's a, it's just all these things. And it's just so well acted, so well plotted. By the time you get the answer to the mystery, you are so involved with all these characters that you honestly just have your heart broken because of because of what happens like that's how invested you are you just feel for this entire community that you realize that it's a thing that just happened and it wasn't necessarily you know like it's not good obviously but it it's not the answer that you want as a watcher because you want to be able to (laughs) well you want to be able to like hate the person and like understand the motive and like all of that kind of stuff but sometimes life is a little messier than that and I think that they did an excellent job plotting that and the fallout from that answer so like just I cannot recommend it highly enough and speaking of uh podcasts slash shows (laughs) um I was listening to a podcast during that time that recapped it every week because it was one of those HBO shows that released like one per week type of thing. So I would listen to the recap and they would talk about it and they would talk like they had Kate Winslet on the podcast at one point and just, I was just so enamored by it. Just excellent acting. It was just nominated for a bunch of awards in the last little bit here. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, see them win a sweep for at least a few of them. So I can't recommend it enough. How many episodes is it? I want to say eight, but mm-hmm. anywhere between is anywhere between six and ten. Like so that's why I'm long? going with eight. Yeah, like hour long. Yeah, yeah, like HBO style. 
So definitely for adults, uh, not not for children. <laughs> I feel um, like most of the things on our lists are yes, yeah, definitely for adults. But just such ex- like you see, you see this content sometimes in these miniseries, and like you just get you can't believe that people are capable of this level of connection with characters that allows you to sort of watch their slice of life and feel so connected. And this was one of the things where I was just blown away every week. Like Kate Winslet is a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. She doesn't wear makeup in the show. Her hair's always flat and down. Her accent is, you know, very American suburb. Like it's just, she's just so inhabited in the character that it's unreal. And Evan Peters is in it. And I've liked him since American Horror Story. It's just, it's so well done. I cannot recommend it highly enough. I feel like HBO is like, getting up there is like they produce some of the best stuff oh yeah top tier limited series i Mm -hmm. would say like some of my favorite of all time are from hbo like chernobyl like excellent excellent work keep it up keep it up hbo you're probably listening to this podcast keep it up (laughs) (laughs) um so before we go on to our number two and number one picks what is on the list but didn't make the list let's do some honorable mentions shall we shall who's going me yeah let's go you (laughs) okay um let me look some honorable mentions an honorable mention that I have on here because I do like the show in the third season came out this year the show you on Netflix Mm -hmm. I do like that show quite a bit if anyone isn't familiar um basically the main character um Joe (laughs) uh, gets a little (laughs) obsessed with these women that he likes and it usually ends up with one or not two or three people being killed, you know, <laughs> um, in the wake of him falling in love. And he's always just obsessed with, with you, with he's talking to, you know, the character that he is falling in love with. And it's all like his internal monologue. Um, and it's really, really good, I think. And the third season came out this year where he has a child and he's married. So there's this little like killing duo um, <laughs> because she's also obsessed. So yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed it a lot and I think they have a really good way of being self-aware like in the show um so yeah I enjoyed it and it's on Netflix and there's three seasons so give it a watch if you haven't (laughs) I think it is very adult as well like there's a lot of killing so (laughs) I don't know what disclaimer there's a lot of killing there's a lot of killing in that one murders yeah (laughs) yeah but it's good Sarah what's your first not on the list on the long list uh, so I have The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. Oh, nice. Um, I listened to it as an audiobook, and what it is is it's a bunch of short essays, and it's just reviewing the Anthropocene, which is the current geographical age that we're living in. So it's, Ooh. you know, uh, everything from reviewing, like, doc- Diet Dr. Pepper to, like, the opening scene of the Madagascar penguins is the greatest cinematic scene in history, according to John Green. <laughs> so... They're all just these like think pieces and it's about like different things in life. And it's just interesting to think about things in a different way. Yeah. And he recently won the Goodreads best nonfiction uh, reader's choice pick. So there you go. Lots of readers enjoyed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My first honorable mention is Keanu Reeves graphic novel slash comic series berserker which is spelled b-r-z-r-k-r <laughs> <So> basically, <laughs> basically no vowels 
Um, so the character, so he is a co-writer on it, co-writer, co-creator, and the main character clearly modeled after Keanu himself, um, very, you know, reminiscent of, of what Keanu looks like as of late. Um, so his character was sort of born or created in like the first humans, like, you know, way back when, and he was created to protect the village and so his mother had prayed for him and she was bestowed this gift of this boy who grows up in one year to be like a man and he can't be killed so he has gone through the entirety of human history um sort of either trying to die trying to help people trying to just move on with his you know life whatever um, so it sort of flashes back and forth between what he's doing now, which he's working for a government agency, and sort of like where he's been. And so the first graphic novel, um, Omnibus, is the first five issues of the series. I was going to read them one at a time, comic style, but I do not have the patience. So I'm just waiting for the books to come out. And it left it such a cliffhanger, I will tell you. I was very upset. It left it such a cliffhanger. I am definitely ready for volume two, but it's it's really good. And not that I'm a little bit biased, as we all know, fan of Keanu, but it is good. And I have I've really enjoyed it and I am looking forward to more. It's not it's not a top five, but it is an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I know when I, I saw that come through the library, I was like looking at it. Because there's a manga called Berserk that's been out for a very long time. And I'm looking at it. I was mm-hmm. like, but that's not Berserk. What is this? <laughs> yeah. Keanu. Pretty cool. Yeah. And that's fewer vowels. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like Berserk is like very mature <laughs> rated. Yeah. The manga oh, yes. Itself, so. Yeah. Oh, and this too. This graphic novel is, is not for children. It's ultra violent. Very graphic. The um, stuff we love. Yeah all the all the good things. all the good things so yeah what's your next honorable mention sage uh mine is the show and also well two things because it's pretty much the same thing um <laughs> the anime demon slayer the series very very good um the main character his family is basically murdered um by a demon who like live in the woods and they're kind of like uh like kind of like folklore these demons um but his family gets murdered except for his sister who gets bitten so she kind of turns into like again like a half demon half human um so it's basically him going on this mission and he becomes a demon slayer which is this uh group of people who train to kill demons you know in the night um and basically his mission is just to turn his sister back into a human so the first season out phenomenal uh, they had we come to which usually a lot of the times um, in anime, if they come up with movies, they're kind of like standalone. They're not really canon. They don't always have a lot to do with the actual like plot of the series. Okay. Um, But this time they actually had the movie. It was Demon Slayer Mugen Train. So it's actually part of the plot and it was actually its own arc that's in the manga that's written in. So they just turned it into a movie. Um, Oh, cool. Yeah. So the second season is starting and it's starting after that. So you kind of get this little like cinematic experience, um, but you can actually then keep watching the show. So you don't have to like go back and be like, oh, what did I miss? 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really good. The, as always, like the animation and um, like voice acting. This one I'm watching dubbed. So like English dub over uh-huh. top, which I don't always like to do, but the the voice acting on this is really, really good. So nice. That's my honorable mention. <laughs> Sarah, what's your last honorable mention? Uh, so I have the Dark Hunter series yes. that I started reading. Yes. Um, I am on book three now and I'm really enjoying them. Uh, they're like vampire hunters and they're from the early 2000s and they're by Sherilyn Kenyon. Yeah. Kenyon. And, yeah. and like they're all these like vampire hunters who are like dark hunters who like they're dark and mysterious and they're edgy and <laughs> all the good <laughs> you know, stuff the first one i i was like i wasn't really on board because claire was like you haven't read um uh <laughs> you, you haven't read a proper um paranormal romance paranormal romance and i was yeah. like so which one should I start with? And she brought me a bag of books and she told me that the Dark Hunters was the one I had to start with. So I fell in love with the characters immediately when one of them is handcuffed to the other one. And that's that's where you meet everyone. And it's very interesting and exciting and fast paced. So I really enjoyed it. It's a good series so far. Yeah, it's paranormal romance from like back in the absolute apex of like as soon as paranormal romance sort of hit it because it was around the same time as twilight and like all those things so like the mid o's like oh five oh six and i love it and i'm so happy that it's on your list of honorable <laughs> mentions because so sarah and i we are members of happy ever after book club here at the library and we read a paranormal romance this fall that sarah not keen on not keen at all I, I think I gave it one star. Yeah. It was really bad. <laughs> and so I feel like that colored her perception of what paranormal romance could be. So I had to get her something. The classics, if you will. So <laughs> I'm so happy that you enjoyed them. That's great. Um, so my honorable mention, because I can't not have at least one mention this year of Nicolas Cage. Um, so... <laughs> Safe At least safe. this will be a good a good yeah. mention. <laughs> um, is Pig. So Pig is Pig. a movie that the library now has, and it's about so Nicholas Cage's character. He lives up in like a very secluded, like quiet existence. He's living in like a shack cabin type, and he has this pig, and it's like his little companion, and he's very alone he's a very alone character and all he has is this pig and his pig is a truffle pig or it's seemingly a truffle pig one of the best that's ever been in this area it's in seattle like in and around seattle and his pig gets stolen and so you think oh is this turning into like a john wick situation (laughs) because nicholas cage you never know you never know what nicholas cage might be doing but no, it's just like, it's such like a quiet film, a meditation on grief and what it means to have sort of a found family or friendship, companionship. It's just like, it's such a good performance from Nicolas Cage. And like, he's usually over the top, right? But sometimes he has these like quiet performances where you're like, oh yeah, like I remember that you are 
is capable of so many different types of things. And like he has a new movie coming out next year that he's like Nicolas Cage times a million. And am I into that too? <laughs> Absolutely, I am. Oh, no. But he was just recently nominated for some awards for his performance in this movie as well. And it's the writer-director's first like big film. And I listened to a podcast um, where he t- the writer-director talked about how you know they had this they had the green light because Nicolas Cage read this part and was like I'll do it because he had so connected with this idea of like loneliness and and companionship so it was it was really really good and I would recommend it put your hold on the library now it's it's a good one I would recommend all right just as I knew we would I forgot our order so Sarah what's your number two (laughs) Uh, so I actually just watched this movie the other day. It's called Bean. It's about a Mohawk girl who grew up in the uh, 90s uh, around Quebec in the during the Oka crisis. So that was when the town of Oka wanted to expand their um, their golf course into native land and into one of the burial areas. Uh, people were rightfully upset. And um, it's just about like, it's like a cage story. So um, Beans is like, I wanna say like 12, 13. And it's just about like that summer and her growing up and becoming like a, like a teenager. Like she's no longer a little girl and she's growing as a human. And it was just like a really beautiful movie and like sad and aggravating because yeah. there's like clips from the real event happening uh... in the movie. So they'll put, uh, they'll cut to scenes of that. And it was just like really well done. And like, I feel like when you watch a movie and you walk away and you, you've learned something or you feel really strongly that it was a good movie, yeah. even if you hate the, <laughs> if you hate it or like, yeah. um, you're, you're angry like I feel like it's still a really good movie so I highly recommend it, it was excellent nice did we just get that one in the library yes we did okay because I, <laughs> I as soon as you said it, I was like I think I've seen that cover go by because she's on the cover right yeah okay maybe I'll have to get it then because I, I, I it so looked good. really interesting when I saw it come through so good to know yeah it kind of kick-started me uh watching a bunch of like CBC and like uh, YouTube videos on like the event that happened because I remember like some of the things I remember hearing vaguely about but like I didn't really know what it was going in and it was very good yeah that so. sounds good but you know it's a good like fictional movie if it inspires you to engage more with like the actual story yeah. mm-hmm. like amazing Sage what's number two? Oh, number two it's one that I've talked about a ton of times, so I'm not going to like get too far into it, but the part two of season four is coming out of Attack <laughs> on Titan in January. And I think I've rewatched the three and four part one uh, seasons like too many times in anticipation. Um, so, you know, there's the giants, they eat people, the big humanoid things. But so like, I won't get too far into the details, but I will say it's it's one of the best like, well-written storylines I've ever watched in a really long time. Just the storytelling and the foreshadowing um, and the character development, especially for the main character, is just so good and detailed. Um, so if, if not for like, if you're not into like, you know, the big monsters that eat people, 
yeah fighting and stuff <laughs> watch it for the storyline and the plot because you get to like season three and you're just like pff, your mind just kind of like pops a little bit because <laughs> it's so good and things just like piece together really well like all, like the last little puzzle piece goes in and you're like oh my god like this is what this is the moment we were waiting for um so yeah if, if watch it for the storyline it is it is really really good and if you haven't watched like anime or anything before I would recommend starting with this one because do you watch it, it subbed or good. dubbed this one I also watch dubbed Um, just because that's how we started watching it and because the voice acting, it depends because sometimes the voice acting for the English is good. So we'll watch it that way. If it's, you know, if it's mediocre, then we'll just watch it dubbed because or subbed because most of the time it's better that way. Um, But the voice acting in English for Attack on Titan is pretty phenomenal as well. So sweet. A's all around. (laughs) A's all around. (laughs) Um, so my number two is Marvel TV on Disney Plus. So mm-hmm. WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, and now Hawkeye. And they're so good. So recently WandaVision, um, Elizabeth Olsen has been nominated for some acting awards. The show has been nominated as a limited series. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think, is my least favorite of the four. Um, it's yeah like it's it's good and I'll see where (laughs) it goes but when you stack it up against the other ones I I didn't Mm -hmm. enjoy engaging with it as much even though like I've liked both of those characters you know in the past I'm watching Hawkeye currently so I'm four episodes deep in Hawkeye (laughs) and it's excellent it's really enjoyable it takes place at Christmas it's airing at the perfect time Disney really planned this one out Loki was great. Um, WandaVision, though, is probably the best one, in my opinion. Um, And I think a lot of that is it's the first one. And they really just knew what they were going for. And Elizabeth Olsen carries it. And it's just amazing. So I don't think these things will ever be available on DVD, which means the library is unlikely to get them. But I did have to include them because they're just so good and uh if you want to do a binge you can get a free trial of disney plus and just binge them um that's so true. yeah i'm really <laughs> i'm really into them and like hawkeye was the one i was like least excited about and i think it might be i, I think i might like it more than i like loki which was the one that i was most excited about so oh, there you yeah, go i'm just i'm very much enjoying all of it so I had to put it number two, number two. And again, broke the rules because it's four shows. Ha <laughs> <Yeah>. ha. <laughs> I mean, in it's the same one, universe though. Yeah, yeah, one cinematic universe. So one I mean. universe, four shows. Yeah, <laughs> See, it works, it works. Um, and then I'll do my number one pick and we'll go, we'll go backwards in the way that we were doing. So my number one, I'm stealing a page from Sarah's book, which is a show slash podcast slash <laughs> immersive experience, which is, <laughs> succession mm. on hbo i am so obsessed with obsession uh, with succession that i listen to pre-caps i listen to post caps i listen to a second post cap like i'm all about succession <laughs> so it just concluded its third series season um this past sunday so a couple of days ago and it was a stunner of an episode with amazing performances a twist that I did not see coming, just 
unreal. And just the episode before, I was like, oh, am I broken up with this show? Do I like the direction that it's going? Should I just be <laughs> done after all of this, you know, pod listening and everything? It's like, no, I'm not done. I'm not done at all. Now I'm highly anticipating season four. It's amazing. The library has seasons one and two on DVD. Um, season three will come out as HBO shows do. Um, so I would imagine, you know, six months or so. And it is amazing. They were also just nominated for a million awards, Critics' Choice, Golden Globes, basically everything. The acting is unreal. The writing is perfect. The directing is gorgeous. The locations, because it's all about being like super rich and sort of how terrible all of these people are and what they do to each other to stay in power or to get power or to get a perceived notion of power it's just unreal it's so good and like I cannot believe past Claire was thinking of breaking up with it shame on me shame <laughs> on they me keep you hooked right right so the two podcasts that did really excellent breakdowns so if you are watching the show and you're like I need to just have more content of succession because I feel like everyone would um is the watch they did um episode like recaps like right after the show aired on Sunday nights and then Prestige TV podcast. They're both part of the Ringer Network. Um, they are, I'm highly anticipating the one that will release on, I think it's Thursday, where it'll talk about the season finale because nobody I know watches the show and I need someone to talk about it with. So I will <laughs> be listening to uh, Sean and Joanne, Joanna, excuse me, on Prestige Pod. And I will just be just like a little happy little clam. I'm just like... <laughs> It's such a good show and I need everybody to watch it. So that's my number one this year. Pretty good. Sage, what's number one? My number one is Jujutsu Kaisen. It's also an anime based on the manga of um, Gege Akutami. Um, So good. The first season came out. It's on a little bit of a hiatus um, until the second season. Um, But this one we are watching subbed. Um, just with the subtitles, because the voice acting is really, really good for this one, like just the Japanese uh, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, the whole premise is like there's curses which kind of manifest in these like gross little kind of monsters that like run around um, from like humans cursed energy because it's uh, all living beings emanate this cursed energy from like negative emotions that flow through the body, that kind of thing. So sometimes they kind of, come off of you and then turn into these little like uh, curses um, that no one can see. You can't see them. You can feel them. So if you have like, you know, you feel like you have so much weight on your shoulders, you're so stressed, you might have like a little curse, like sitting on your shoulders. Um, But basically there's these sorcerers, these jujitsu sorcerers who, you know, um, like take care of the curses and like kill them, that type of thing. Um, So basically it's the story of a high school student who, Um, his grandfather was his caretaker his grandpa's passed away Um, so now he's just a very powerful person to begin with but he got kind of taken on by the sorcerer so he's being trained that way Um, and the thing that's really unique about this one compared to like other anime or manga is the author is pretty young like he's in his late 20s so all of the all of like the jokes and the references they all just hit really really well and it makes it feel so relatable um and it's just like they take inspiration from kind of like those anime where it's like they're in high school and it's like the romance and one little episode kind of had like an homage to that 
Um, and they even have like homages to like Lord of the Rings or like Naruto, like just a bunch of stuff. So it's so good. And the, um, the animation is really good. It's animated by a studio called Mappa, who also does parts of Attack on Titan. And then they're also going to be doing the Chainsaw Man anime that will be coming oh, cool. out. Um, so their, their animation style, it's just flawless and they do such a good job. So love that one. It was like definitely top of the year, um, just cause it was something different and something new. And I really, really enjoyed it. So that's mine. I would really recommend nice. as with everything, you know, so. <laughs> Sarah, what made it to number one? Uh, so I have a book that was recommended to me by our coworker, Alyssa, and it was the ghosts of Thornwald place. And uh, it's about a woman who in the first chapter, spoiler alert, she's murdered <laughs> in the elevator. And the, so the story takes place as she's in the elevator, her soul is like tethered to it. So she can only do a little circle around the elevator, but she gets access to the whole building as the elevator moves. So through the whole story, the elevator moves around and you find out that things aren't quite what they seem in this building. Like there's some dark energy, uh, some bad things are happening. You find out about the neighbors. There's some like weird story things. And the, the frustrating part, or I guess kind of the cool part of the story is sometimes you'll be in the middle of something, someone's about attacked or someone reveals information and the elevator gets called. No. <laughs> <laughs> That would be so, so frustrating. Yeah. And it's like, it's just very well written. Uh, the author's name is Helen Powers. And I believe she's from somewhere in Canada. And she's a librarian. And I follow her on Instagram. And she's just a very interesting person. <laughs> and mm. she's like really into like ghosts and like that kind of thing. And I was like really proud because I added her. And then she followed me back. So I'm like, <gasps> I feel like a little celebrity. Yeah, obviously your best friend. <laughs> yeah, best friend. <laughs> but it is an excellent book highly recommend if you like a little spooky thrillery type stories it's very good well and super unique storytelling mm -hmm. if you are sort of in and out with whatever the action is based on the character that you sort of are tethered to yourselves right like yeah. how interesting <laughs> I love that and like yeah. top top of your list top yeah. of your list highly recommend you know what? It's funny. <laughs> Alyssa is like the best with recommendations because she also recommended Verity, the one by Colleen Hoover, yeah. and it was phenomenal. So Sounds if like you have to get Alyssa library, on this podcast in I know. the new year, if you need some recommendations, let her know. <laughs> 100%. That brings us to the end of our top five slash also honorable mention of, of 2021. <laughs> I think that was a great list. It has a good mix, I think, for everyone. So if you take any of our recommendations, people out there in the pod land, let us know. You can find us on social media or you can pop into the library and visit any of us. And we'd be happy to chat with you about these and other recommendations. You can find our coworker, Alyssa, for other great book recommendations as well. <laughs> or let her know Just rope that her you're in. coming. Yeah, or let her yeah. know that you're coming and to expect you. Um, and before we go, what are we currently reading watching and listening here in this last month of 2021 sage what are you doing okay should i go all three should i let's go should all I three let's, let's go all three, three. Okay. i am currently reading chainsaw man 
Um, the one I talked about, I'm waiting for the third or the fourth volume because someone else has it checked out currently. <laughs> um, but I did manage to get my hands on the seventh. So I have that at home. So I just have to get the other. You're just hoarding is what you're doing. <laughs> Not my fault. It came first. Um, <laughs> um, I am reading. That's what I'm reading. I'm watching. Um, <laughs> it came up on my recommended on Netflix. And I was like, let me give this a try. Um, it's called 20 somethings Austin. So it's a reality show of all these like people in their twenties from all over the country in the U S who moved to Austin because it's like, you know, an up and coming young city. Mm -hmm. Um, so they all move there to try to find jobs, um, try to find lovers if that's what they're looking for to just, you know, be themselves. Um, so it's the women who live in one house as roommates. And then the men who live in a house directly opposite from them, like they're mirrored houses and they share a backyard (laughs) with the people. So it's them like becoming friends and, you know, going through like, you know, the dating scene and the the dating apps. So it's like very much, I'm in, I'm 20 something, um, but it's very like not relatable, (laughs) but in like the best way, you know, where you're like watching it and you're like, oh, these people, like, what are they doing? Um, But like, they're not my age, but they are. It's just very weird, Um, but it's good. I would recommend it if you like, just like mindless um, reality TV. Perfect. Yeah, it's a good one. And I like I, that you like prefaced it to be like Netflix told me I did not yeah. seek this out. <laughs> no, no, it was just I didn't have anything to watch and I saw it. And I'm like, well, I'll give it a try. And I think they have the first six episodes out because they released them all at one time. And then the next six come out on the 17th. So I think okay. a week after. I don't I don't like how they do that. Like just release them all at no. once. What's the point? Yeah, like um, exactly. I want not cable. Stuff. Let me binge. <laughs> exactly. Like why release half and then whatever. I won't get into it here. <laughs> That's an issue for someone else. Um and then I'm actually listening listening to it didn't quite make it on the honorable mentions, but I had it on my list. Um it's a podcast called Food Psych with Christy Harrison. Um so she's a registered dietitian nutritionist like the whole shebang. She's done a lot of, a lot of schooling, but it's basically a really good podcast where she has, um, like different guests on, um, just, and they talk about like the relationship with food, body image, um, like eating disorders, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I just find it like, there's a lot of good resources and information in there. Um, if anyone's kind of needing like, you know, guidance or, um, I mean, like go to your doctor, if you need guidance, it's just hear like people's story like just relationships with food and their bodies and all that kind of thing so um and it's like very like not a judgmental way of talking about that like it's Mm -hmm. very open and they'll even um like mute like they'll kind of like bleep out if people talk about like like their weight as in like numbers and stuff just because it can be triggering for some people yeah um but they do a really good job about like just the way they talk about it and the way they discuss um, like being healthy at every size and like body positivity, that whole thing. So I would really recommend that one. I thought it was pretty nice. good. Yeah. I haven't heard of that one before, but it sounds interesting. I think, I think she's currently working on either like a program or a book. So she's like re-uploading old episodes. Oh, okay. um, so they'll say like re-upload it or something just so there's like, you know, so it's not like a dead podcast while she's away yeah. <laughs> working um but yeah all of them are really really good and she has like just such a variety of guests on who have all had different experiences so I I really like that one it's good nice mm-hmm. what about you Sarah what you've been reading watching listening <laughs> uh I've been reading American Gods by Neil Gaiman because nice. I figured since I re- met my challenge goal I might as well just 
read a 700 page book you know to finish <laughs> off easy easy work <laughs> yeah no just something something light yeah um and then I'm watching Parks and Recreation because I oh, needed I love some, like, comfort Classic. food so yeah. I started re-watching it I think I'm on like season two now I love Leslie nice. no she's yeah. just the best <laughs> Whenever and I watch it, I can't watch season one. I just can't yeah, do it. Yeah, so bad. I skip I it gotta, every time. Yeah, I have to start <laughs> in season two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I've been listening to Morbid, which is a murder podcast. Um, and it's just like these two women who talk about murders and like paranormal stuff. I actually just listened to one. They were talking about the Winchester house. Oh, yeah. And um, how it's like there's all this like mystery around it but like there's like the weirdest stuff in it like she'll have stairwells that go nowhere and then like a skylight on the floor and it's just like insane (laughs) and no one knows why she did it yeah I like every time I hear about the Winchester house I'm all about it I'm so interested very intriguing (laughs) like you're like what was she going through yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. very interesting (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to check out that podcast. I've never even heard of that one. I'm always on it's the really lookout good. to put one in the rotation, right? Um, well, true crime, so right up your alley. I mean, right? <laughs> right? Um, so I am reading a book called The Girl Who Could Move SH Expletive with Her oh. Mind <laughs> um, <laughs> by Jackson Ford. And it's described as like alias meets X-Men. So she is like this sort of like spy type that gets sent on um, missions, I guess. And she has powers, i.e. she is the girl that can move stuff with her mind. And, but there are like rules to her like powers, if you will. So the book um, is narrated in a really clever way where it's like constantly like breaking the fourth wall to like talk to the reader. So she's basically talking to you the whole time and she'll have like little asides that she'll say, wow, you know, such and such or whatever. Be like, well, I said this, but I actually meant that. And like, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, So it's really cute and I'm quite enjoying it. It's not a thing that I would typically gravitate towards. Um, There's no romance or at least there isn't yet. Um, so we'll see how it goes and she's a fairly young protagonist and I'm just in the first book and it's uh, currently a trilogy but a fourth book is coming out Um, so I don't really know her that well yet but she's in her early 20s she's had a name change she has some sort of background that we're unaware of how she was you know quote-unquote made or how she got these powers is sort of just being alluded to at present so there's a bit of a mystery aspect to that side and it opens this is not a spoiler really but it opens with a murder and the murder seems to have been committed by someone with her abilities and Mm -hmm. she's the only one that they know of the government currently knows of with those abilities so she's basically trying to clear her name i am watching dope sick on disney plus which is about the opioid sort of crisis and start um, sort of around, you know, 2000 and a little bit, a little bit on either side. And it stars Michael Keaton and um, lot, actually lots of people, but Michael Keaton, <laughs> um, he plays a doctor in a small, like sort of Appalachian town who gets a visit from a pharmaceutical rep 
and he's like, we have this new drug and it's, you know, you can't get addicted to it and it's really great. And, you know, all of this stuff and, you know, start thinking about giving it to your patients. And, and he's not the only doctor doing that. And then they realize a little bit too late that, oh, actually it is addictive and things are bad. And it flashes back between like the beginning when everyone is just sort of hearing about Oxycontin to sort of later when everyone is sort of like, oh, we have a problem. There's an opioid problem. Um, so it's very interesting. And I sort of was already introduced to, so the Sackler family is the family that owns um, like the Oxycontin brand. And I had heard about them on last week tonight with John Oliver, because he had done two parts on opioids, um, opioid and opioids too. Um, very interesting stuff. I love um, last week tonight, but this is a, uh, it's a hard watch because it is so based in reality and these characters that you start following and like, you know, not great things end up going for a lot of them. So it is a hard watch. I'm not exactly sure how it's going to wrap up where it's going. I know it's a limited series and there can only be a couple of episodes left. So stay tuned. And then what I'm listening to is the Smartlist podcast, which is hosted by Jason Bateman, Will Arnett and Sean Hayes. And they typically have a celebrity on, but sometimes it's just like, not just a person, but like someone who's perhaps an expert in their field or something like that. But they had Dave Grawl on, whom I quite enjoy. Um, (laughs) They recently had like Sandra Bullock and you can just go through and if there's a person that you like, you can just choose their episode and sort of jump in. Um, A person that was extremely delightful on the podcast, surprisingly so, was Sean Penn because I feel like Sean Penn seems very standoffish, but he was lovely and very delightful to listen to. So I would recommend his episode or Jeff Daniels episode. Jeff Daniels, I always believe to be delightful anyways, and he was on the podcast as well. But yeah, it's just, it's really good. The three of them seem like really close friends. So they have some, you know, little digs at each other and like little quips and it's just, it's a really enjoyable listen. It's like listening to three friends just in a backyard type of situation. And I love it. It's, it's quite good. And we know I love Jason Bateman, so. Oh, the whole <laughs> podcast does. Yeah. Love Jason Bateman. <laughs> so yeah, definitely would recommend it. That brings Very us nice. to the end of 2021. Well, oh not goodness. quite, but the end of this podcast for 2021. Almost. <laughs> Four weeks. Yes. So we want to hear what you've enjoyed, what content has got on your list this year, um, or, you know, tell us what you're looking forward to next year. If you're like, nothing was it for me this year. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, try our recommendations because hello, what an excellent list we have given you. <laughs> Absolutely. And then let us know. Yes. Let we love hearing you from you. So that brings us to the end. We were once again on Zoom. One day we will be in person. Today is not that day. So you might hear some, you might have heard some weird audio foibles or perhaps even a tiny cat in the background. (laughs) He was yelling for quite a bit, so I don't know what his deal is, but. (laughs) Well, sometimes they just want attention. Yeah. Attention down the staircase where I'm not. So (laughs) very helpful for me. So thank you all for joining us in 2021. We'll be back next year slash next month with a new pod. (laughs) And we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.